Tommy's getting a pot belly. Do you see that shit? Tommy, stand up and turn sideways. What? What? <laughs> he's going to be that old man with the pot belly. <laughs> he's skinny up top, but he's got the, he just has a belly. <laughs> Sorry, I had to make fun of you. Oh, okay. I thought it was okay. funny. You know, that that would be funny. I'm going to get you the, the hat and the aviators and start calling you Dale Gribble. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Smoking cigarettes, coming up with conspiracy theories. I have pocket sand. Yeah. I was reviewing something the other day. I think I was doing one of the podcast previews, and I was like, God damn it. I was like, Tommy sounded just like Dale Gribble. <laughs> and I played it for Miranda. I was like, she's like, yo. And I was like, hey, he's got the cigarettes. He's got the conspiracies. That, you know. Hey, man. Add in the pot belly. There we go. <laughs> Don't get me into the World Economic Forum, okay? <laughs> It's a whole conspiracy in of itself that may or may not be true. It is, but you know. What are your thoughts on Mountain Dew? It sucks. I don't really care too uh, okay. much for it. Never mind. You know he had those fifty-five gallon drums of Mountain Dew in his basement. <laughs> what the? F- How are you laughing without? Looking like you were laughing, Tommy. What the fuck was that? Did you see that, Josh? Uh-uh. I wish I had now, shit. I wasn't well, we have it recorded. <laughs> Tommy's a man of many faces. F***ing shapeshifter. I knew it. <laughs> How does me laughing without not looking like I laugh? A shapeshifter. Well, you're a ventriloquist. <laughs> Maybe. I project inside your minds that I'm laughing. Man, man. Maybe you're the f- mermaid alien. Is that why you always talk about them? We're a special species. Mad respect, bro. <laughs> <sighs> okay. All right, I'm going to get this intro on one try this time. <clears throat> <clears throat> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Paranormal Minds of JST. Tonight, I will be your host... I am Shane, and I have two people with me that are the co-host, and their names are Tommy and hello. Josh. Hello, hello. <laughs> it's so funny. Roll through, Tommy, and you just you just threw me off, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He was holding back those internal laughs. What? <laughs> well, so jump right in tonight, and uh, first I'm gonna I'm gonna paint a picture for you guys. Tell me what this sounds like. So you're on a nice farm, you know, on the on the countryside. You're you're 13, you know. You're running around, enjoying life, you know, playing with the chickens and singing songs. You go inside the house, you know. You you hear a little bit of rustling in the wall. You say, Hey, what what's going on here? Well, out jumps a mongoose, and he says, "Hello, my name is Jeff. Would you believe this is start? This is the start to a paranormal story, and not a Disney movie." Uh, it sounds like a bad, like a like a dream a kid would have. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is actually based on an account um, from the Irving family. In the 1930s, they had a farm in a small village called Dalby. Uh, this is on the Isle of Man. 
you know, island over there. I believe it's the UK. Uh, so 1930s, their names are James, Margaret, and they their 13-year-old daughter, Vori. Well, so they're they're living in this this uh, farmhouse, right? And uh, they start hearing scratching in the walls that then progress to, you know, weird little animal noises. And they just thought they had a, a rodent infestation for a while, right? They they put traps. The traps don't get rid of it, but the noises keep evolving, uh, even up to sounding like a gurgling baby at one point in time. And, uh, like, what is going on? So James, the father of, of the family, he goes to the wall and just, like, growls at the wall one time. Well, the same exact growl that he did came back at him. Oh, hell no. So, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, that's when they started to think, all right, something, something's going on here. Something is up. Well, finally, after a little more time, a mongoose emerges. He announces that his name is Jeff. That's Jeff with a G, G-E-F. Uh, yeah, he's just, I'm here. I am a very clever mongoose. <laughs> Pick this up, so, Disney. <laughs> this is going to get dark really fast, isn't it? That's why oh, Disney God. hasn't touched it. <laughs> so, uh, Jeff starts hanging out with the family all the time. He, he tells them stories. Uh, turns out he, he was born in New Delhi, India in 1852. Had made his way over to England. Uh, some man brought him over to England. He lived in a few different houses, places, you know, traveled around a bit. And then he landed in the Irving farmhouse. <clears throat> well, while he was in the walls... He was learning to speak. He could always understand human speech, but it took him being in there and learning from them until he could speak. Uh, the daughter, Vori, actually would read nursery rhymes to the wall while they would hear these noises, I guess trying to calm whatever the infestation was, and that helped him learn how to speak. So he came out, he was especially attached to Vori because of that. Uh, so he proclaims, you know, he could always understand. He just learned how to speak. And obviously we knew uh, from him mimicking the growls and things like that, he was just picking up and mimicking noises. Uh, so then, now that he knows how to talk, he uh, said a lot of weird stuff through the years. Uh, he he proclaimed at times to just be an earthbound spirit, proclaimed to be some freak of nature, like like he didn't understand what he was. Well, then he would get cocky sometimes and would announce that he could split the atom. He was of the fifth dimension. He was the eighth wonder of the world. Uh, although he was mostly friendly to the family and would help them like chase rodents away and stuff just because he could, because he was lightning fast, apparently. He also made sure they knew that he could kill them all at any time he wanted to. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> Very fun guy to live with, right? Um, he also claimed that he loved gossip. So he would travel around this small town, gather gossip of the other villagers, and come back and, and tell the Irving family about it. Uh, which, you know, a lot of it was true. So this started to get some traction. Like, okay, this family isn't faking this. Yeah. The the girl, Vori, would walk to school, right? And the... Uh, Jeff, the mongoose, <laughs> would accompany her. Now, no one ever saw the mongoose. 
And he said it's because he stayed hidden. But everyone heard the mongoose talking to her as they're as she's walking to school. So this this disembodied uh Indian man voice pretty much they would hear but could not see. Uh, so more and more people are like, no, this isn't made up. This is wild. So this this continues to go on. They they feed Jeff from a dish hung from the ceiling. That's just where he liked to eat it from, and he didn't want you to see him eat. So he would just take it in the night or whenever it was. Uh, so at this point, this, this is when all the investigators, the parapsychologists, all of, all of these guys start coming out. They're like, we, we've got to figure this out. And they've... The Irving family wasn't secretive about it. They're like, no, nah, you can come. It's, it's crazy. So back in that time, there was this uh, uh, parapsychologist, Harold Dennis, who who went and investigated and partially validated it. You know, these guys will never say, oh, 100%, without a doubt, this is legitimate. But he did hear the voices all through the house. He did see things thrown and moved uh he described it more like a poltergeist, but he did experience it. Uh, so then on the scientific side, I uh, found some hair, had it sampled at a lab, uh, turned out to be just from a dog in the area. But he did find a lot of footprints too and did the uh, the castings of the footprints, and they match no known species of animal out there. And these these casings actually still exist out there. Um. <clears throat> So he he thought okay maybe poltergeist maybe some animal that you know we're just not understanding, so they asked Jeff the mongoose, uh, hey are you are you a poltergeist? And he said no I'm I'm nothing like a poltergeist I'm more like a Indian familiar was his response. Uh, so this continues to go on many many people came out through the years well. Uh, James, James Irving died at some point, and the family couldn't afford the farm anymore. Uh, so they they did have to move. And shortly after, I think it was 1946, uh, Leslie Graham, who was an actor at that time, he bought the farm, he moved in, and claimed that he found, shot, and killed Jeff the Mongoose. Uh, took pictures of him, posted everywhere. Uh, most people buy it because everything stopped after then. But Vori, uh, now, of course, older than 13, and it's like, no, that is not what he looked like. You didn't get him. Uh, I'm sure it's her theory that he just moved on. You know, he'd, he'd been this traveling something, <laughs> whatever he was, for all these years. Uh, so, yeah, interesting interesting story. What are, what are you guys' initial thoughts on that? I don't know what to say about it. Like it, it, it just seems so far fetched. Like the story itself is just so far fetched that I can't get around it. But like you said, there's evidence of it. I got a question. The guy that took the casting, did he send it to have it checked by like zoologists and stuff? Or is it just? Yeah, I believe lots of people touched this because it was the same ones that they, you know, actually tested the hair. Okay, and we're able to figure out that it came from. Uh, I think the exact dog was some sort of sheep dog. Okay, the Isle of Man is an island in between, essentially like right there at Scotland and Ireland. It's a leprechaun. Well, I don't think it's a leprechaun. It's a mermaid alien. I said it's on an island. So, no, 
So, I mean, it could be Faye related, you know, you know how they're tricksters and stuff. And, you know, you said he got cocky and would say just mm-hmm. off the wall stuff. Right. And he'd only eat up in the rat, like up in the ceiling and all that stuff. So yeah, I definitely believe something was happening because too many people witnessed it. At least the voice phenomenon of it, you know, if she's going to school and is they're hearing this voice, even though they don't see anything, mm-hmm. it's got to, you know, when that many people are like, oh, yeah, something's happened. It's got to be something, right? Um, the biggest uh, debunking theory that's out there on it is that Vori, the child, mm-hmm. was an amazing ventriloquist and uh, could throw her voice and just made it seem like there was this voice following her everywhere she went. Yeah. I mean, in 1938, there was a famous radio ventriloquist. Um, <laughs> like, let that sink into everybody. <laughs> He's talented. Yeah. When Orson Welles did War of the Worlds in 1938, the reason, uh, it's theorized that the reason a lot of people panicked was because at the time, there was a famous ventriloquist that was on, I think it was NBC. And um, the Orson Welles War of the Worlds was on like CBS. And during a commercial break, they switched over, like just, I guess, channel surfing or turning the knob is what they would call it. And they came across Orson Welles' thing halfway through the broadcast, not knowing that it was, you know, a radio show and yeah how how long you been holding that piece of information for a chance to throw it in there <laughs> i mean i've known about it for about a few years oh, oh, so okay. you were there in the 30s when it happened <laughs> is what you're saying i was the ventriloquist <laughs> that's why it worked out because you're on the radio <laughs> Damn ventriloquist! What were you gonna say, Shane? Before you were so rudely interrupted by me and Tommy? Oh, I don't even remember now. It was something about uh, debunking. It was something else. Am I crazy? Maybe I'm crazy. No, that 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 was it. Yeah, the whole ventriloquist. Uh, that was the biggest claim against them. Uh, you know, that still doesn't explain the things that were thrown. Uh, and moved uh scratches in the wall things like that now they're trying to lump that in like oh well she she was throwing her voice so she was tricky there so surely she had other method methods uh me personally i can't imagine a 13 year old girl in 1931 pulling that big of a prank i don't just seems weird to me the family's gonna spend their money to feed it like no all right (laughs) I think I think this episode I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Okay. So here we go. What gets me is you said that people would hear an Indian accent, right? Like an Indian male talking, right? But if the mongoose learned to talk in the Isle of Man, he would wind up with an Isle of Man accent, right? Because essentially voices were mimicking um what uh well as kids were mimicking the people around us and all that so that's why you have people who were born in like india and uh places like that when they grow up in like britain especially you really notice that they have a british accent 
Alright, as you said that, I think I will backtrack a little bit, and I might have just assumed, without thinking of that, that it was an Indian accent, since okay. he said he was Indian. Uh, looking, I just pulled up a couple items here. I don't see reference to that, that it was just a man's voice, so I probably mistakenly just inserted. You finally caught me in something. Aha! I made you fact check <laughs> yourself. <laughs> Good job, Shane. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, well, not me. I not caught Tommy. him. I mean, come on. Just no respect. I gave you a round of applause, okay? <laughs> Josh just knows we're going to be hearing about this for the next 15 years. Yeah. No, I don't hold it over anybody's head. <laughs> well, I don't get to live past 41, according to my daughter, so... <laughs> I won't know. <laughs> Is she going to kill you? Like what? No, like, she what just, is that? Uh, she said I'm dying at 41. She gets everything <laughs> I have. So okay. <laughs> that's the going thing these days. I would take that tent and go live out in the wilderness somewhere. That'll probably be why I die. Hey, maybe I'll, I'll be out there you. trying to catch a fish and just starve to death because I can't fish. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, because uh, uh, because I, I kind of want to play devil's advocate on this episode. Oh, go ahead. I was just saying, I just feel like the story is just so far-fetched. Like, uh, why a mongoose? Huh. So, that's something I gave some thought to. So, this, this dude couldn't speak, but said he had recollection of being born. Recollection of traveling there. Uh, over the course of, I mean, this was, what, 80 years, right? That uh, he had to learn how to talk. Uh, came from, from India. Now, what if it's some sort of curse? He was he did something and was cursed to wander the world in the body of a ghost mongoose, and whoever put him put the curse on him didn't anticipate him learning how to talk. But also, I mean, after eighty years of a human soul being trapped as a, a mongoose, that's that's really not that far fetched to learn how to speak again. He said he could always understand and just was able to figure that out so maybe maybe that's what went down i know it's odd to be a mongoose but uh you know being in in india i mean mongooses are there all right and so whoever put the curse on him was just familiar with a mongoose like ha you're cursed to, to roam as a mongoose i mean it's a pretty horrible curse right although this thing about it, though mongooses kill like cobras so yeah they're pretty beast little rats. <laughs> I think I think they feast on fucking centipedes. Like the ones that you don't want to get bitten by. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it, out of all the animal uh, rodents, I would want to be a mongoose, I guess. Yeah. Like it. Maybe who who put the curse on him was a little little nice. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was dying and they were like this mongoose was the only animal close by. And they just transferred his soul into the mongoose. See, now I'm getting into some cool theories, and I'm supposed to be playing devil's advocate. Big <laughs> A lot like child's play. Transferring your soul. Oh, right. And that that could explain, you know, something. I, I like how you said child's play, because that was, you know, this evil murderous dude. That could explain, too, why he had these... these outbursts about killing people and oh, i mean yeah. he talked shit about people like he had this crazy violent side to him 
but was also like, oh, I'm I'm just a spirit. I'm nice. I'm here. You know, I know a lot. And he's, and then like reflecting on himself, like one of his quotes, you know, he was like, man, I'm I'm a freak. Yeah. And uh, I think the exact quote. Here, I know who I am, but I shan't tell you. I am a freak. I have hands and I have feet. And if you saw me, you'd faint. You'd be petrified, mummified, turn into a stone pillar of salt. So he was worried for people. Like, like now, look, I'm just going to stay. This isn't beginning as a disembodied voice, pretty much. Like, I don't want you to see me yet because this is weird. You know, let's slowly get you into it. For, just, you know, a matter of time later, be like, Dudes, I could kill all of you if I wanted, but I choose not to. Mm. Uh. <laughs> well, here's the thing: like, he's a mongoose. Maybe, what if he couldn't kill him, and he was just saying that because, I mean, if if your cat came up to you or dog and was like, "What up, bro?" and started talking, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I, I could kill you whenever I want to," because I mean, I, I talk, you can understand me. You'd probably be freaked out too, right? One of the investigators that were trying to find uh, uh was trying to look directly at him, and he outburst at him. You're looking. Stop looking. Turn your head, you bastard. I cannot stand your eyes. <laughs> so has anybody seen besides the family? No. And that that's another big point of skepticism there. It's like, okay, if he's real, why can no one else see him? But it was explained that he was just comfortable with them and it took a while to get to that point did you say it took 80 years for him to learn to talk yeah well he was maybe not learn to talk but he was born in 1852 oh i got you and then and he didn't speak until 1931 so we don't know when he died when he came over i got you someone asked him one time too you know where where he would go when he died and he responded to hell to the land of mist so he was confident in some sort of afterlife. I'm not sure what the land of mist is. Now, now I'm really starting to aim towards that transfer of body to or or soul to a different creature. All right. First thing is pulls up the land of mist is a novel by Arthur Conan Doyle, which we know, uh, published in 1926. So he would become a character in an author Conan Doyle novel. Got it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that does sound like hell. I don't know. He had some pretty good writings. Some say he was ahead of his time on like Sherlock Holmes as far as forensic. All right, this land of mess. That's this is too deep for me to jump into just right here. Anyway, yeah, there's a lot of spiritualism and stuff tied to the land of mess. So that that might have just been some phrase back then that we don't we don't know. I don't I still find the story like hard to believe. You know what I mean? Like I mean, just as much evidence and you know, storytelling behind anything else we've talked about. Yeah. I believe it just because so many people saw it or not saw it, but witnessed it. I'm not I I I can't fathom that a 13-year-old girl had that much practice being a ventriloquist. That nobody would notice. Nobody. Come on, man. Even professionals that you know have been doing it for years, you can tell that's what's happening. If you look at their mouth. Because it's slightly cracked. Vocal cords will be moving. Or the throats will be moving. But and then, too, how would she get all the gossip 
on all the village Right, people. she's not going to travel yeah. all around, sneak in behind these yeah. people's houses in the middle of the night. <laughs> As Jeff could sneak into everywhere, he was lightning fast. That was one of the, the things. It was just, boo, boo. Uh, you know, like if he was running in the room, it's one of those, you just see the stuff kind of wiggling where he ran past. Oh, yeah. Do we know if he was actually a mongoose or if that's just what he told him he was? And then the family, being from the Isle of Man, where there are no mongooses, mongooses, mongoose, I don't know. Uh, you know, they they just took his word for it. I don't know. They they did describe something that that sounds like a mongoose. Mm-hmm. You know, they they have the words describing it. Uh, I don't know how else we can prove that he was a mongoose. I don't know. We dig <laughs> up his corpse. He's a ghost, or. Something. Well, I mean, my thing is, is how long do mongooses live? Mongooses. I don't know how to plural for them. You should Google plural form of mongoose. I'm pretty sure it's just mongoose. It probably <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah, I just don't. This, this, I believe this story is is one of the one for that is true, and that's and usually I'm the one that's like I don't know, you know. I know today it's me. It's weird. Yeah, you're not giving good arguments though, Tommy. Come on. Well, I'm, I mean, the arguments are pretty kind of. We got footprints. We have investigators that experienced it. We have a whole town of people that experienced it. Yeah, I just. I've heard you talk about things you believe because one person said they saw it. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. Okay. All right. I need you to do better. So mongooses is the plural, and they can live up to twenty years. Oh shit! I didn't think they'd be able to live that long. That's probably in captivity. I'm sure. Yeah, it is captivity. (laughs) (laughs) They ain't fighting those snakes. But mongoose are fast because I think, if I'm not mistaken, they can dodge. You know, uh, the strike of a snake. So. Oh yeah. Even uh, Ace Ventura is the one that taught me that. Be warned, I have the speed of a mongoose. <laughs> Throw it. I dare you. <clears throat> but, um... Okay. Yeah, so beyond, the... beyond that, I gave, nah, I gave you your chance, Tommy, trying to debunk <laughs> okay. and play devil's advocate. Okay. So I'm going to go on to more theories, because you've just been spinning wheels. Fired. <laughs> okay. Done. <laughs> well, it's, it's hard when you believe this stuff, but it's like... I don't know. I just felt like the story was just too far fetched, in my opinion. Even though I know that we talk about stuff that's way far fetched, but uh, well, that's a curse. That that's a legitimate curse. Like we've yeah we've seen that. I mean, that was even in a uh, hocus pocus. Man, they <laughs> they cursed the dang cat to to live forever. You know? I see you're coming at me <laughs> oh, with that's, facts. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened in Sabrina the Teenage Witch with the cat, wasn't it? Like they turned that one witch into a cat. Oh yeah, for like a prison sentence yeah. uh he had to serve. Uh so yeah, it could even be the same thing. So witches yeah. turn people into talking animals. We see it all the time. Oh yeah. So Fact. so we're saying oh well, okay. Okay. And the and the and the given area wasn't that big with paganism? Like Well, I think like Tommy referenced earlier, I mean there's reference of talking animals all all over the place yeah. there's also been reference of spirits uh angels if you will uh entities portraying themselves as animals because it's easier to comprehend you know, that form 
So there's tons of stories. So it's nothing, nothing new about a talking animal. And the part right. that's new is, you know, hanging out with a family and talking. But and his name's Jeff. All right. Well, it's an appropriate name. Oh, I well, I mean, you know, normally in the myths and stuff like that, they're like some out there name, you know, like Elzebub or something. <laughs> this is there. He just pops out his little head out the hole and is like, "What up? My name's Jeff." And Jeff, uh, so let's let's see the origin of that name, because I mean that that might be appropriate for the time. Right. It's not the Jeff we're familiar with. It's G E F. Well, I think that G E F is the British spelling, where J E F F is the American spelling. I gotta wonder too uh, if he didn't get his name from one of what is her name, Vori, one mm-hmm. of her stories, and then it's not his real name. That's just uh, what he called yeah. himself. That's possible, too. Because he didn't want people to see him, so why would he give them a real name, you know? So Jeff has uh, Hebrew origins is where that G-E-F actually comes from. Uh, But yeah, so that's very possible because him traveling around, too. Maybe he did pick it up, like you said. uh, Maybe not from the nursery rhyme, maybe even before that, when he realized he could understand. uh, Because he did go through Egypt at one point as well so he he was in that area for whatever reason uh i wish i wish he would have sat down and wrote us a book you know of his travels right the, the travels of jeff i'd buy it I, I, I ain't gonna lie i'd read it um i don't read books ladies and gentlemen i just listen to audiobooks uh you can find us on audible <laughs> <laughs> now uh, when you were talking about the ventriloquist thing and the fact that the teenage girl, um, what was she, 13, uh, was probably doing more pranks. You know what that really reminds me of? Is the haunting of, or the infield poltergeist. Skeptics believe that uh, ventriloquism was used uh, to throw voices. Like, they would have paranormal investigators there, and supposedly they're talking to the entity and then you would hear the entity talk. And a lot of people believe people were throwing their voices or like using recorders and stuff like that to mimic the voice. So and that's with any any skeptic on, on things. You know, you're gonna have the reasoning. Now the ventriloquism does, it makes sense. Just like these days we have the technology that people could hide speakers around and do you know, fake anything they want. So yeah, definitely always a possibility. Maybe too, so coming back to the poltergeist thing, because it had all the same qualities as a poltergeist, except it had personified as a mongoose. Uh, Maybe this was some kind of routine demon thing gone wrong. Uh, He had come up... Uh, whatever, however demons do this, if there's some schedule book and they are like, hey, we're going to go and do a poltergeist or possession or something like this, and this dude got his wires crossed, or maybe he wasn't the brightest of demons and came to do a poltergeist and accidentally possessed a mongoose. <laughs> and So he has the poltergeist powers and can do all this stuff, but is stuck in a mongoose because he got in and like hit his head and got amnesia and (laughs) doesn't remember he's a demon. We just wrote a whole new movie right there. It's a comedy. Uh. 
But I mean, now I know with demonology, it's believed that knowing the name of the demon gives power. Like if the if they know your name, it's what is it? Essentially, like you're giving them power over you for them to speak your name or for you to speak their name. It's it's power over them. So. I mean, Jeff could be the fake name and the fact he didn't want anybody to see him besides the family. Maybe, I don't know about, I've never heard that with demons, but I don't know if there's other entities that have something where like if you see them, you can hold power over them. But if that was the case, I don't understand the family being able to see him. Yeah. He could have just given the fake name, and then since he has their names, maybe he was actually feeding off of their energies, and that's maybe that's what's inevitably what inevitably killed James Irving. Oh, think about that. So yeah, this was all part of his plan. He came across mm-hmm. as friendly to him, but really ruined them. Uh, made them laughing stocks. You know, uh, for a. Uh, for a very big part, right? I mean, some you know a lot of people there believed, but if the world was watching, they're not they're not laughing with them. They were laughing at him. Eventually, led to his death, and then the family lost the farm. I mean, definitely messed messed them all up. Right? And 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 you gotta think too. I mean, right when it first started, if if I came up to you guys and I was like, "Hey, man, there's a talking mongoose that tells me stuff," y'all be like, "Tommy, you you've lost it, man." Also, show it to me. Random people would, you know, like people who don't think like we do would be like, this dude's insane. I mean, at least for a little while until they started proving. Yeah, I don't think it took, it didn't take long though, did it, for them to start proving it? But I mean, you said the average lifespan of a mongoose is uh, 20 years in captivity. Technically, it was in captivity, but this was 14 years that this thing was with this family, give or take, you know. So maybe the mongoose was at the end of its life, and that spirit was like, ah, I got to do something else. Got to find somewhere else to be, another body to jump through, or, you know. I do like the fact that that's an unknown footprint. Like, no known animal. That baffles me. Right, because if he was a mongoose, in a mongoose body, in the form of a mongoose, whatever the case is, then the footprint should match that of a mongoose. Yeah. Unless he had cleft feet. I think they would see that in the casting, though, and be like, oh, well, this is just a deformity, you know? But we also, we don't know, actually, no, we do know. So, human possession, right? So, we, we've seen the human possession. That takes a toll on those bodies, right? And... Uh, I'm not saying I go as far to believe the movies where a head can spin around and all of that stuff, but we've definitely seen the videos of the weird, uh, what is it, con- contortion? Is that the word? Contortion? Yeah. And it's like, whoa, you shouldn't be able to do that. Now, maybe in the, if it is a possession or it was a transfer or something involving the mongoose, it could have permanently deformed certain spots of it. Yeah. Uh, so that could explain the feet. Like, well, we crammed a, a human spirit was crammed into this mongoose, and yeah, that that made it look funky. Yeah, that makes sense. 
once you said that, it made me think of the Skinwalker because you know, in in tales of Skinwalkers, you know, they look like deer or dogs or something, but it's like their skin, like they just don't know how to be a deer or a dog, and they don't know exactly like how one looks. So like, everything just looks all funky on them, you know. Yeah, it's an so, idea of what they do, and they usually stand on two legs, which is weird. Maybe it was a baby Skinwalker. Who didn't want to follow in his parents' footsteps, so he, you know, took the form of a mongoose and hid in this farm. Yeah, which is weird though, because skinwalkers are predominantly just known in Native American lore. But there are people that say they've seen something like that in other, like countries, like Australia and things of that nature. Places like that. I don't know why things of that nature. But what if? What if we're dealing with the same exact being or the same being? Just we call it Skinwalker because it's predominant in, um, like America. But in other worlds, like a changeling, I guess you would say. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, so too, you know, the uh, Isle of Man is pretty, pretty isolated, right? Especially back back in the day, it would have been isolating you know, with uh restricted travel and things like that yeah so, well that funny thing about it it was used as a german internment camp in uh world war one in fact that's where pilates comes from is the isle of man i never know what to say when you say stuff like that. i don't, I don't know. like cool cool thought <laughs> <laughs> Hey, cool someone, someone in the Thanks audience is like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I learn something so, new every day. Right? Every time Tommy <laughs> says something, bring up something, we learn something new. Or it's all bullcrap and we just don't know. Yeah. Until Shane I fact know. checks him. I think maybe that's why it's harder for me. I just assume everything you say is made up. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I do that with 90% of the people I talk to. <laughs> uh. So looking through history of Isle of Man, the only reason I bring that was just, uh, you, know, you said you, the uh, skinwalkers were dominantly seen, you know, certain places. Uh, who's to say something ended up there way back in the day and it was just isolated and uh, maybe that's even why it evolved or you know, changed into this Jeff the Mongoose. You know, I'm not exactly sure what what skinwalkers do. Like, what what's their purpose uh, essentially just kill you okay uh, so if there was a i don't know a hurricane and skinwalker got washed up on the isle of man and had nobody to kill you know maybe he got bored and turned into a mongoose yeah. i don't know i think i feel like we're grasping at straws at that one <laughs> well yeah that one i'm not i'm not too keen on i still think it's i like the idea of it probably being a fae because, you know, like we said in the Fae episode, every different culture has legends of Fae. It, it just seems so perfect that it's the Isle of Man, like right between, like right between two places that are real big about the Fae in their history or in their culture. And it just appears right there. You know what I mean? So I'm not, I'm not convinced it's not a Fae. I think it might be some type of fae. That could be. I mean, it makes sense because being generally harmless and, like you said earlier, trickster and 
we saw that a lot of things that you don't think to be fairies are still in that class, you know, with like leprechauns, for example. So there was a ton because weren't even mermaids in the classification. So the the fae, fairies, all that stuff is so wide and broad. Yeah, a talking mongoose on the Isle of Man could definitely <laughs> fall into that. Plus, you know, we there are types of fae yeah. that turn from people <laughs> to animals. Be it like black dogs and cats. There's one about a cat. Uh, where it's it can turn into a cat. Now I know that's not a mongoose, but you know who's to say it's limited to just a cat? Yeah, there's an Asian man that can change into a dragon. His name is uh, Liu Kang. He's on Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> Again, facts. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't help it. You said people turned into animals, and my brain went straight to Mortal Kombat. Animality? Not not Animorphs? <laughs> no, not Animorphs. I didn't watch Animorphs. I read the books, but I didn't, I didn't watch the TV show. I like the books better than the TV show. Just mm-hmm. being honest. The books got a little wild towards the end. <laughs> well, I, I think I quit reading them once I hit middle school, because then it was just all about trying to pick up girls and, you know, play video what? games. That's... That's where you messed up, man. That was the best way to pick up girls. Show them your Animorph yeah. collection. Oh, yeah. Well, I would say I'd do that now, but I'm married, and I don't know if my wife would really care for me doing that, so I'm not going to do that. He doesn't have an Animorph collection. Uh, I just walk up to her and was like, well, get, check out my Animorphs. Animorphs. She'll probably be like, why did I marry you? <laughs> I'm sure she's already questioning that. She probably is. <laughs> She realizes you're clones of somebody else, so that's probably she's why. waiting for that insurance money is what uh, it is. Uh, that's what it's <laughs> That's why she hasn't kicked me to the curb yet. Yeah. <laughs> I like this story. I really do. Uh, I, I like the idea of this this guy basically making friends with this family and uh, just living in the walls. How wild is that? Just like I wish I had something living in my walls. Actually, I kind of do in the living room, but I, I know it's a legit like rodent. Like, uh, <laughs> it ain't gonna talk to me. <laughs> Go up and growl at the wall to make sure. See if it responds. Yeah, yeah shit. I might need to read some nursery rhymes. There you <laughs> but yeah, that's that's why I I was interested in this story because just just like a lot of things in life, uh, you know, we talk about the aliens and the ghosts and the cryptids and all of these mm. things, but they've, they've all kind of been on the other side of it. Like these harmful, yeah. uh, evil things with the exception of a couple of them. Uh, we've never come across or discussed something friendly, you know, like a Casper, the friendly ghost kind of situation. You know, we got Jeff, the friendly mongoose, so he had his moods, but right. you know, Nothing more than a little shit talk, and then you know, give him a biscuit, and he's he's good. Yeah, he's 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 not himself when he's hungry. Yeah. Okay, I I can relate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like this. I'm I'm with you, Josh. I I really like the story. I think it's a good story. Yeah. Hey, you know, there's just a lot. Like you know, when when you first told me about it, because this is my first time ever hearing of Jeff the mongoose. Like when you told me that, I thought you were joking. Uh, I did too. I was like Jeff the mongoose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, 
what I've, so this is my first time hearing it. And you know, when you told me like nobody really saw Jeff and all that, except for the family, I'm sitting there thinking like, do they have some strange man that just lives in their walls? Right. And they just call him a mongoose. Black Christmas all over again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, that's, it's, it's a very interesting story. I just, it, it gives me more questions than answers. You know what I mean? From just hearing it. Like, did the family make money off of the publicity? That's one of my things. They couldn't have made much. They lost their farm. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, who knows? Somebody might have had a drinking problem. It is close to Ireland, after all. But yeah, it uh, yeah, did not make them much, if any, at all. I think they might have got paid for some like tabloid interviews, you know, things like that. But even talking about it, I, I don't recall his name, but uh, shoot, somebody actually almost lost their job in the, the 40s, 50s, the following years after this, because they uh, publicly said that they believed in the story. And it was brought up in like a court case against them. Yeah, all this crazy stuff. So it wasn't, it's not like today where they would have been paid like somebody telling that story today with investigations and renting the house out for people like us running around with freaking voice recorders. Yeah. <laughs> and like right. That. Like, we'll, we'll stay for one night, $500. Um, it's insane how much people charge for like us to investigate. Uh, <clears throat> but, uh, I don't know. I was just wondering because I I know with the infield and other hauntings, um, a lot of people believe that they were making money off of the publicity. Like they they're they're broke. They're not doing so well, so they create the publicity in order to like drum up like TV interviews, book deals, movies, television. You know all that stuff. So that's that's one reason I was asking. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely question it a lot more if it was modern day. Well, I mean, even like modern day, the, I think the biggest issue is is just how far technology has gotten. It's hard to be like, you know, like I've said before, like you watch TikTok videos and if they had like a mongoose sitting there talking, like they got dogs that talk on TikTok all the time. Oh. That sit there and they'll like bark, I love you, you know, but it's like, I love you, you know. The one that gets me is that cat. It's like, well, hi. I'm like, look. What? What is? Gets me every time. What's y'all's algorithm doing? I don't see any talking animals on my TikTok. Oh, I saw that on Facebook. <laughs> I didn't see that on, on TikTok. My TikTok's full of goth girls for some reason. I wonder why. <laughs> look up his search history and see what pops up. <laughs> yeah, you can't because I'm smarter than that. <laughs> I feel no. We we gotta fill in the listeners on this story. So we we have a a joint uh, Gmail account uh, for you know our podcast <laughs> purposes, and Tommy logged into it on his computer. So I've been monitoring his uh, personal what he thought was his personal search history for I think it's been about four months now, and I just now let it out because it was just too funny some of the stuff we was seeing. <laughs> oh yeah tell them what i search come on which time I, like i said it's been four months what was your favorite one what was your favorite one hillary clinton 
<laughs> no, Dude. no other context, no nothing with it. He just typed in Hillary Clinton and hit enter. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I gave you context later, but I don't hit my fingers. <laughs> it was it was like right when Russia invaded Ukraine, and somebody said something about her. Uh, talking about like doing stuff that would bring us into war, and I just wanted to actually check to see if she actually said some things. That's it. And instead of going typing in along, did Hillary Clinton actually say that we need to go to war with Russia? I could just be like Hillary Clinton, and it'll pop up a news article. So that's a it's a likely story. Yeah, it's believable. Boring. <laughs> I definitely was not looking to find nude pics of Hillary Clinton. Yeah. I'd, yeah. It goes incognito for that. I'd have to gouge my eyes out on that one. <laughs> I've I've never I never found her attractive. That's all I'm saying. Oh. You're making sure it's very clear to everybody you don't find her attractive. Sounds like you you're covering up, Tommy. Uh, I fine. do not find her attractive. Everybody's into their own things. It's fine. I, 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 yeah, I just, <laughs> You like what you like. <laughs> Nothing to prove here. But anyway, off of Tommy's uh, <clears throat> search history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just now looking at these tracks. Are all of these the tracks for the mongoose? Yeah, there were there were quite a few. I think one of them. One of them looks almost like bite marks, like you know, hmm. like teeth almost. Like somebody was just like, ah, and they smacked their teeth into the mud. Now I just happened to scroll down and I was like, oh, dang, that's a pretty good size house. And is it concrete? Is that a concrete house? Yeah. Yeah. Or I, I guess it would maybe mortar. I don't know what you would, I don't know what houses were built with, but how wild is that? Like you heard scratching in the walls of that. Don't worry. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, I do like this story. It's a badass story. Well, I think we've probably covered what we can on it here. Uh, so yeah, let's just. What are your guys' final thoughts on it overall? I don't know. That's where I'm just gonna leave it at that. Like, I just don't know. It's a, it's a great story. Um, and I know I believe stuff from just like one person uh saying something, but. It just seems, it just seems so, I don't know, far-fetched is mostly what I come back to, but I I don't know. Well, I can see where people would feel like it's not a real story. Like, and like you, like we talked about earlier, people could see it as a publicity stunt, but me personally, you don't, you don't have that many people hear a voice or, or the scratching or you don't waste money to feed a ghost or, or feed something that isn't there, especially in the, that time. I don't know how the economy was in the Isle of Man in the thirties, but I would, I would imagine in most parts of the world, it wasn't great. If they did get money on it, it obviously wasn't a lot because from what I can see, it's just tabloid press. It's nothing more. So I really believe that something was happening. Whether it was an actual mongoose or uh, maybe even possibly um, 
a, a physical manifestation of a distress for this little girl. Maybe there's something, maybe, maybe the 13 year old or whatever she was, was, um, depressed all the time or something. And that was her way of coping with it, but it was a physical manifestation of that, you know, I don't know, you know, but it's definitely something. That's an interesting theory. You know, we talk a lot how your energies manifest all these different things to, she might've, you know, it might've been her, you know, she was, uh, for lack of a better term, a, a portal of sorts that brought this into existence almost. I think ultimately, I I like the idea of a cursed human spirit. Uh, something something went down, he got cursed, that's how he could understand, and that's why he traveled with people. I mean, they, there's just, there was too much human in the stories uh, for me to just write off that it was a human spirit. And that also explains even the the outburst, you know, sometimes you, if I was trapped in a mongoose body, I would say like, I am amazing. I'm a talking mongoose. And then at times it'd be like, dude, this sucks. I'm tired of being a mongoose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most definitely. So I could see definitely uh, the trapped human spirit explaining all of that. But I also, I definitely get what you're saying, Tommy. It's the way the paranormal community looks at something like this is the way that the non-paranormal community looks at haunted houses. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, ghost, that's ridiculous. And then we're like, a, a talking mongoose, that's, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Right? Like, and, and I'm a very open-minded individual, I like to believe. Like, I'm not going to sit there and... My whole thing when it comes to the mongoose isn't just, it, it's not real. But I, f- I want to make sure it's not like an overdone publicity. Like maybe even the town was in on it, trying to get publicity for the town, you know. Um, So I don't know. Like I'm kind of torn. That's why I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Like I want to believe it, but at the same time, I'm like, it just feels like everything's perfect as far as like a bunch of people have heard it, you know, all the evidence and stuff like that. And it not to be bigger than what it was, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, it it fell short, though. Remember, you know, they they lost the farm. They couldn't do so. And whoever lived there, uh, I've already forgot the name. It was an actor that moved in, Leslie Graham. He didn't want to deal with it. So he's like, I killed the mongoose. Leave me alone. Uh, Even though it was not the mongoose, you know, uh, Vori said, no, that is not, that's not Jeff. Uh, so there was no chance for further investigation, further people, you know, this, this short, uh, what was it? A 14 year run was, was it, uh, or else it could have turned to something. Uh, I still, I really don't think that the town would have done it for publicity or they would have done it better. Even in the thirties, I think they could have done it better. It's something would have been more solidified. Like it's, it's almost forgotten about. And you think of other, cryptids uh, one we talked about mothman you know they have parades and a statue of them like uh in that town in what west virginia they they really celebrate their cryptid there and here here this this village they're like no we 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 don't talk about them we don't talk about bruno sorry Uh, (laughs) you must have watched a movie or something lately dude like when it first came out and the song's been in my head ever since it's a good song. Yeah. Well, what movie? 
I missed it. Oh, Encanto. Oh. And yeah. all the songs were written by that Lin Manuel Miranda, who did a uh, Hamilton. Oh, okay. So you know I they're liked catchy. Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> I did, even though I, you know it wasn't correct. It was still a good movie. <laughs> I like musicals. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Yeah, I do too. I'm with you. Let's let's do a JS. Let's let's do a musical for our episode one time. Like everything we say has to be sang. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> it would go on two and a half minute songs about one sentence. <laughs> I think I think we should try it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> So I see you want to kill the podcast. <laughs> Who knows? It might blow it up. We, right. we might not be able to recover. Oh, it's yeah. Not, yeah. Not like we roll in the followers now. I'm sorry. <laughs> True, but I don't want to lose the 13 we already have. Okay. So are we still, are we, did we already close it out? Or are we, uh, we just got to do the outro. Okay, thing. in that case. Oh, well, in that case, everybody, please like, share, follow. Please follow. And uh, it help, it'll help Why us. Why are you so. doing my outro? Get out of here. Huh? Get out of here with that. Hey, <laughs> hey. Shane's outro. Right, you, you messed up my intro. You're taking my outro. You're like spinning in circles when know. I'm trying to discuss stuff to disprove it. Like, Tommy, what the fuck? What'd I do to you, man? Let's be fair. <laughs> you you always mess up your own outro. <laughs> I mean intro, intro, intro. Hey, but I did it. I didn't I mean it was weird and I kept it going though. <laughs> that was good. I know, I was I was trying to, it was funny. I'm sorry. You're just sitting there just all like and then just talking very serious and slow and I'm like, oh god, this is so funny. It trips me out. I'm waiting for you to fuck up. That's what it is. It's like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> I always do the same one, so I don't really... I guess I can't fuck uh, it up. Sorry. Trying to find my groove. Uh, we'll just cut out what yeah, I I'm said. I'm a fucking That's creature just... of routine. <laughs> Alright. See, now I don't even want to do the outro. You, you, you stole my thunder, Tommy. Shit, I thought you was supposed to say it in Spanish. You had like a weird roll in your tongue. I don't know what you were saying. (laughs) Guys, I think that'll be it for tonight. Uh, As always, please drop us a like and follow on all those social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, Our Heart Radio. I don't know. There's a bunch of them out there. So like and follow comment subscribe on all of them and as always these are just our thoughts and please join us next time